today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Yesterday, we all had to uh, sit through another mind-numbing LRT meeting, uh, which really didn't have to be. As a result, we are now delayed about four months and really have absolutely nothing to show for it. Uh, how did we get here? How do we move forward? Let's bring in Ryan McGrill, editor of Raise the Hammer. He's with us now. Ryan, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. So what were your thoughts about what happened yesterday? <laughs> so basically, Council had two options, realistically, two options yesterday in how to proceed. One was to say, okay, forget our earlier uh suggestion about having the HSR operate LRT. Uh, We're going to go ahead and do the procurement process. And if it would be possible, we would really like to see the workers be unionized. The section option was exactly the same thing, but wording it as a demand rather than a request. And uh, so, of course, council picked the ruder way of asking, and uh, here we are today. Why? (laughs) I think yesterday's motion in a lot of ways was a a, a face-saving uh, gesture for the city. Now, I, I don't want to disparage the motion too much because there was some good stuff in it, particularly about um, getting in language about ensuring that there are community benefits, because I think that's really important. And we saw with the uh, Eglinton Crosstown line in Toronto, where they sort of had to uh, maybe play a little bit of catch up to get community benefits into the agreement. They're trying to be a bit more proactive this time. And I think that makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense, sorry, and, uh, and kudos to council for supporting that part of it. But the other part, you know, where we are requiring that Metrolinx uh, use a, um, ATU uh, union and local 107 and uh, accept the same wage and pay schedule, there's a lot of question as to whether legally that successor right is enforceable or not. And I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to wade into it. But from what I can tell, it's an unsettled issue. Um, and otherwise, we can't require anything of Metrolinx. All we can do is request. So we've made a request, but we've phrased it as a requirement. So Metrolinx can tell us to go pound salt, or they can agree to it. But the at least the good news is after four months of delay, the procurement process can now finally move forward. Uh, isn't I'm sort of getting ahead of myself here, uh, but isn't the question about the union, and I don't know, you name me a transit system that isn't unionized in this province, but at the end of the day, uh, isn't that something that the employees take care of? Isn't that something you ask the employees, not a city? I mean, isn't it up to the employees to decide all of that? Well, yes and no. I mean, the, the ATU's position, and I, I hope I'm presenting it fairly, is that they have successor rights to any kind of of uh, transit project built in Hamilton, which is a conversion of an existing service. And and let me interrupt right there. How do you get that? How can you predict (laughs) the future? We have the right to anything that you build beyond what we already have, even though we have absolutely no idea of what that could possibly be. Like, honestly, how can you even ask that, Ryan? If you take the analogy of we are starting up a new bus route and it's going to go on a corridor that doesn't currently have bus service, then obviously the HRSR is going to operate that bus route and ATU members are going to, to do the work. And that, you know, if the HSR has to hire people, they will hire people and they will join the union and they will get the same pay and benefits that the other employees are getting. That's the model of the successor rights argument is that any new transit service is going to fall under the agreement that we already have for the transit service we have now. That makes sense. The question is, and again, I'm not a lawyer, is does that could that compel Metrolinx, a crown agency, building a rapid transit system in Hamilton that will be owned by the province? Does it apply to that? And again, I'm not a lawyer, and I've I've sort of discussed it informally with a few lawyers, and it's kind of fuzzy. 
Uh, I don't think anyone can sort of say with certainty whether that's a valid argument or not, but certainly it's the ATU's position, and I don't fault them for taking that. They're going to advocate on behalf of their members, and rightly so. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.